Let's see what it sounds like. Oh, goodness. We can both talk. Why are you, like, whispering? It's kind of creepy. I'm not whispering. I'm just talking. You're not really actually talking. Would you like me to talk more like this? Would that help? Oh, wait. We're recording. Okay. Our time with our children is marked and limited. We only have a finite opportunity to create relationship and have an influence before they grow up. We have to be deliberate and purposeful with the time that we're allotted. And today, we're going to dive into that in this episode, looking at exactly how many days, weeks, and months you get with your children before they're 18 and moving on to their own life. Spoiler alert, it's less than you think. Do you want to experience more intimacy in your marriage through time in God's Word and praying together, but find yourself spending more time scrolling and binging TV? Do you desire to lead your children to know, love, and serve the Lord, but don't even know where to begin? Do you want to incorporate more Jesus into everyday family life, but don't seem to have enough time nor bandwidth for it after all of your adulting? Hi, we are Robbie and Sasha Robertson, and we are so excited that you're here with us on the Faithful Family Fortress Podcast. We know the distance between your desires and current lifestyle seems impossible to overcome, but you're not alone. As first-generation believers, we are on a journey to discover what it means and looks like to do life with Jesus. It was a struggle to put down the habits our fellow millennials and culture have been so comfortable with and instead seek to live a more fruitful life. We're here to help build Christ-centered, faithful families by bringing mindfulness into your marriage, purpose into your parenting, and humility into the shared responsibility of homemaking. So fire up that pot of coffee, share an earbud with your spouse, and let's get busy with today's episode here on the Faithful Family Fortress Podcast. I recently read a statistic that took me absolutely out of my shoes. We only have 6,570 days to spend with our children. We always think of it in context of 18 years. And you're over here laughing. Like, stuff's really funny. I'm just thinking about you. Literally out of your <laughs> shoes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what is this even? Okay, keep going. What would Statistics you, what would you like me to say? I just thought I've never, <laughs> like I've never heard that before. I'm going to so. call something better for just me to say. Going. Fine. Out of my Crocs. <laughs> well, I didn't have them in four-wheel drive when I heard the statistic. Oh, okay. 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 So, we get 18 years with our kids, and everybody seems to understand that statistic. We know that from the time they're born till the time they graduate and hopefully move out of your house and move on, it's only 18 years. But it is, in fact, broken down 6,570 days. And I did a little bit more math on this, and that's 936 weeks or 216 months. That's not a lot. Like, every week when I'm having a tough week, I'm like, there's probably honestly, well, I guess if you did the math, significantly less than 900 with. I think you're right. I mean, there's 52 weeks in a year, and our youngest is eight months as we're recording this. So He is eight months old today. That's wild. Already, that's less than... 900 weeks left with him. That's... I just hurt my feelings now. <laughs> you know, in total, that's 6,570 opportunities to read a book before bed. That's 6,570 opportunities to ask how their day went. That's 
936 Sundays at church, 936 family Friday movie nights, or, you know, whatever your weekly routine is. It's You're kind of blowing my mind right now. Like, this is almost, I feel like we need to go wake them up and like, hey, let's, let's hang out for a little while longer. <laughs> it kind of makes you want to cry. No, my nose is like, because I was laughing so hard <laughs> at your shoes. <laughs> but really, the time is short and it's so fleeting. The seasons we experience with our children are limited and some of those seasons can be really painful and aggravating and frustrating and others are filled with overwhelming joy and intrigue at their development but most of them are like one and done it's you have this experience yeah. for this season and this stage of life and then it's gone and you never get that back and i think for us for myself at least having a second i'm able to look at all of the stuff he's experiencing and I'm like, just thinking about how much I didn't cherish each of those moments with the oldest because even because of the difficult ones, right? It's like, oh, this is a difficult season. I can't wait till it's over. But then now with the second one, it's like, even though this is a difficult season, I can see now already how fast it's going to go. And I'm never going to get that season back again. Yeah. Like the time is so precious that like even the hardest moments that they're inevitably going to be behind us, like you're saying. And I think we do have to take what little time we do have and just be like super intentional with it. Um, I tried using a, like a, a, a little mental illusion in my head about like catching, you know, sand out of an hourglass. Um, but I don't think it really fits too well. I was kind of thinking more about that. Uh, you ever see the Adam Sandler movie click? And like they're like in the ad, he's like turning the thing green. He's like, oh, I'm the Hulk. Look how tough I am. Well, that was like the only funny part of the whole movie. The rest was like super tragic. And he spends the entire movie. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I say that a lot this episode. Go watch it or don't. He spends the entire time fast forwarding through life. And I remember reading or watching the movie and thinking, why, why don't you just pause it? Like, pause it on the good stuff. Hang out for a little while. Enjoy it. And then go back to what you were doing. And it was only by the end of the movie that I realized the only button we all get is the fast forward button. We can use it to distract ourselves with our phones, with our habits, with our own hobbies, going off and doing our own thing, getting absorbed in our work. Like, guys, we're really bad about, like, yeah, let's just work all the overtime and make a gajillion dollars and never have any time to spend it and come home one day and we have teenagers. We only get the fast-forward button. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah, that's honestly really convicting to hear you say. And if you go around and ask any parent of grown children, they will tell you that looking back, the greatest season of their life was when their kids were little. And it's, yeah. it's one of those things where when your kids are little, it's hard to, it's hard to grasp that. It's hard to accept it. It's hard. It's cause you're like, oh, the road I, feels a million miles long. But you don't long. know what I'm going through right now, you know? And it is, it's, um, what did you always say when Solo was little? I think you were like, the days are long, but the years are short. Yep. That's the I quote. do remember saying that. And I was just like, oh, you're not kidding. And then, you know, years later, it's like, oh, my goodness, you you literally weren't kidding. And um, and so, yeah, I think the greatest season of your life is truly when your kids are little, even though it's one of the most hardest seasons. But uh, Ephesians 5 
comes to mind when I think of this Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, it says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm. And Amen. I just want to take the time to cherish the time that I have with our children, to create memories, to build relationships, to fortify trust, to like grow with them. And I know one of my favorite verses, um, pertaining to children, right? And parenting and mothering is third John one, four. And it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And I can only imagine that if you're listening to this podcast, you like me have this verse as something that you just, you believe and you hold on to, and it's become a prayer in your life like no other. And I know that we have to make every effort to raise them up because they start moving on and moving out, you know, long before they pack up their room for college or career or for marriage. Yeah. And I think in this time too, we have to give ourselves grace that we're not going to get it right every day. Like the, the days may be numbered and they may be limited and short, but that doesn't mean we're going to be batting a thousand. We ha- we're going to screw them up. Um, I think I've screwed up at least one day this week. I came home in like a terrible mood the other day. My back was hurting from something that happened at work and I was just like super aggravated. And I was like, man, I blew it today. I screw up every day. So <laughs> at least once every day, it seems like. Beautiful disaster. <laughs> but that's kind of what a family is, right? Beautiful disaster. We just have to give ourselves the grace that we don't get it right every day. But there is the gift of tomorrow. Again, like that fast mm. forward button. We always move forward to tomorrow. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. We tell Solo that like every night before <laughs> bed, <laughs> usually when he had a rough day. Um, I think we usually use the term punched his ticket too, and he needs a new ticket tomorrow. <laughs> that's a really good way to put it in context for a kid. I'm getting off track now. The big thing is we should hold um, in great value. It's it, it's a finite opportunity to get life right and to make amends. Psalm 32, 1 and 2 says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. The Lord's faithful to forgive. Who are we to hold on to unforgiveness, especially to ourselves? And more so, don't waste your precious time living in a place of shame or staying stuck in a place the Lord does not have for you. It's not an excuse to give up, but a charge to get up. Yeah, I completely agree. I see and talk to a lot of moms, and in a lot of those conversations, one of the things I see moms carrying a lot and holding on to a lot is mom guilt Mm, or like mom shame or whatever, and just really staying stuck in that space of of unforgiveness or um, not giving themselves grace. And I remember having a client, and I'm like, you need to give yourself grace. You need to give yourself grace. And I'm like, it's not, it's not a free pass to just screw around and do whatever, right, and just be a horrible person. But if you're sitting in a place of guilt and shame that isn't, from God. If you, if you're convicted, right, it, it comes into your heart and it wants you to change, to show up better for yourself, for your kids, for your family. But sitting in a place of guilt and shame is just a place that the enemy's trying to hold you. Yeah. It doesn't help anybody. Yeah. 
Give yourself grace. I think one of the big things that's really important to us too is we want to raise our children up so that they're able to separate from us and go out into the world. We want to raise independent children. We look at our kids knowing that one day and one day soon, they're going to be adults and they're going to be out on their own. And we want to equip them to be independent and make decisions and be self-sufficient human beings. Not just that, but like valuable contributors to society and people who go on and create their own families and continue this cycle, right? Hopefully we do a good enough job as parents that they want to include us in that story as grandparents, right? Um, But it's really important to us that that we raise these independent, self-sufficient, contributing to society humans. Yeah. As a car guy, this concept and idea makes perfect sense. Uh, I think about like when you start a car. So when you, you initially start a car, you key your starter and there, there's a ton of energy that gets expended. And that little starter is just turning that engine over. It's getting it moving. It's moving oil pressure. It's starting the, the spark plugs moving or firing and, and the flow of fuel and getting the engine where it needs to be. And when the engine gets to a speed that it can actually start itself the starter's job then becomes to disengage from the engine and if it doesn't that's actually catastrophic it it will burn up the starter it will damage the engine and the starter and the engine can never ever reach a full sufficient idle speed yeah i think that's a really great point and when you're talking about it, it reminds me of Proverbs 22.6. By the way, guys, uh, we did do a little bit of prep <laughs> for these podcast episodes. We don't just like have all this scripture and references and everything off the top of our heads. They are up on the screen. <laughs> so um, it reminds me of Proverbs 22.6 that says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And the part that sticks out to me the most is that even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Your children are going to depart from you. That's part of being a parent. I actually heard this heartbreaking quote. So I'm so sorry for all of you boy moms out there. But it says being a boy mom is like going through the longest, slowest slowest (laughs) breakup of your life. And I, I, think it's so true and when I look at my my boys I just want to cherish them and and hold them even tighter which is really the whole point of this podcast episode but they are going to depart from you like you're their first love and they're going to go find a woman that they're going to leave their mother and father for and cleave to and become one flesh with and start their own family with and like I said earlier, you know, you, you hope that you get to be a part of that as grandparents and everything when they grow up. But the whole point is that our job as parents is to ensure that they're equipped to withstand what the world is going to throw at them and that they're equipped to then go on and raise their own children. And so Proverbs 22, 6 is, you know, I said it back in like episode one or something like that. One of our core verses, um, for life and for this podcast and for parenting. And the whole point is to train up our child or children, right, in the way that they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. 
Otherwise, they're going to be 35 living in our basement playing Roblox. We can't have that. Roblox. What's that other game that they always play? Minecraft? Minecraft. I don't know. We don't have kids that play video games yet. Mario Kart. Mario That's Kart. That's what he Yeah, be. he'll be Mario Kart. And Spyro. <clears throat> and probably Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, we got to get them growing up so they're not taking my Xbox. <laughs> Anyways, guys, if this podcast episode has blessed you, we would love more than anything if you would do us a couple of favors. One is to leave a review. We read every single one of them. We cherish them. And we may even read yours live right here on the show. We would also love it if you would share this episode or our podcast in a whole as a whole with a friend. You never know who it might bless or encourage or maybe even the Lord will convict them. That's not up to us. <laughs> That's for the Lord to do. And remember. It's not the years in your life. It's the life in your years.